1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Well,
3: this song will work. I got Ben Davis like a... I don't even know what that was over there. He's a guitar player. Love it. John Ritchie, by the way, walked in here after Benen walked in in the commercial break. Ritchie wants to. It's like a mutual admiration society of big, brawny former athletes. Ritchie wanted to like do a, I don't know, not an Oklahoma drill, like a, like a Bang India and sort of express. I did. We're both tough. What? I don't know about that. It, it oh, you, don't think, like you
1: don't like think I... Ben's tough? I do. I had this urge <laughs> to ch- almost chest bump. Not chest bump. I had an urge to run into Ben. I can't. I can't carry out this urge with Joe. No. But so, so I, when would I sue. see when I see a burly guy. I would break. I would break. I don't know. It's, a, I it's like break. I wanted to put my arms around him, but not around like his his head and shoulder area. It's more like around his waist and tackle him okay. to the ground just to show him, like, hey, you know. We're playing around, just guys there. being guys. Just a yeah. weird feeling that, that that washed over me. Mister
4: Ben Davis, how are you, pal? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm, gl- I'm glad John didn't tackle me. That's I, that's for sure. I don't know
3: that I could any longer.
1: It would be it would be man. Ben's a big guy. Well, you
3: guys are just about equal in physical stature. I see not at all. Uh, ben, ben is significantly. Well, you have than slimmed am, down, yeah. John. But yeah,
1: but you Ben's that- out working in
5: the farm every day. Man, yeah. he's got <laughs> those farm muscles. <laughs> all right, Ben. Who wins the fight?
4: Uh I'm gonna go with John. I'm gonna go with John. Oh come on. That's ridiculous. Football players are normally They have a different mentality.
3: It's a different thing.
4: Listen, if you're gonna come and run and home plate back when you can run the catcher over, if you're gonna try and bury me, I'm gonna try and bury you. Yep. (laughs) But that was once every now and again.
3: Did you get a catcher in baseball when you when you were coming around third
4: base? Did you One time. One time, I got Ramon Hernandez. Did you ease up at all out of no, respect for I a catcher? Hammered him. He left him. me no choice. Yeah, I hammered him. Yeah. I hammered him. Yeah, I, mean, I no knocked he him it. into Joe West, and both of them went down. Ah, oh, you got Joe no, West. Yes! Oh, hold on. I have the I'm, greatest photo ever. On I'm it, too. getting out of my chair.
3: <laughs> ben Davis got yeah. Joe West at home Man played. of the
4: people. Ichiro hit a ball off the wall in right field. And I'm on first base. Now you're not name-dropping here. This I'm is, not name-dropping. Okay, okay. I had two speeds, <laughs> slow and stop, yeah. right? And I get the third-base coach waving me around third base. I'm like, there's no way. I'm running from third base to home uphill. And I see Ramon Hernandez get the ball, and he left me nothing. Yeah. And I hammered him. Wow. And then he did he hang on? Joe, he went into Joe West. He dropped the ball and I scored. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. That's well the only done. time I've ever done it to an opposing catcher. Yeah. So
1: Joe West's body actually dislodged the ball. You said he yes. went. Ramon into went into Joe, Joe
4: and then Ramon dropped the ball and then I was safe. <laughs> and did nice Joe bird. West also fall? Oh yeah. They're both on the oh, ground. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. They're that's both great. on the ground.
3: All wow. right. So Ben Davidson City, we'll do some Phil stuff with Ben obviously as we as we move forward, but Get his perspective on the Eagles as well. You can weigh in also on the MB thing. Matter of fact, let's honor MB by uh, giving you a little sample of how it sounded last night on NBC Sports Philadelphia. As Joel went from uh, 0 to 1 to uh, 5 to 15 to 37 to 42 to all the way up to 70. 70 points last night for Joel MB.
6: MB with a new first half career high 34.
3: MB to fake five, a spin,
6: five, five, another fake. The Buckets. Foul, Joel with a chance at 50 here tonight. Embiid from outside, tying his career high. 59 for the big fella. For the first time in his NBA career, 60. Here he comes. Oh Embiid my, oh between my. the legs, the spinning no look to Daniel House. Joel Embiid, 65! Chance at 70. Embiid coast-to-coast for
3: 70. Unbelievable. Really, 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 really unbelievable. We want to hear from you, particularly if you are at the game last night and and soak that in. I mean, to say these things don't come around often is an understatement. Now, uh, I will say it wasn't lost on me. That there's a yeah, but element to it. Now, perhaps you disagree with that. Maybe yesterday for you, it's pure joy. And by the way, I'm not trying to take away from Joel, but it's like, I need to see, you know, I need, I don't need to see 70 in the playoffs, but I need to see 35. Like, that's, that's the job. That's what Jokic did last year. Like, when it's time to raise the game in the postseason, it's not time to play worse. It's time to actually play better. That's what Michael Jordan would do. That's what Kobe would do. That's what the greats do. He actually... Jokic did last year, if you want to do the comparison. Right. Especially, you know, that'd be particularly interesting if I hadn't said that about 20 seconds ago. <laughs> Were you on the call? On a phone? Yeah, this guy in here.
7: Man, I, I got I to gotta lay him out when he, when he does one of them. <laughs>
3: All right, let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. James also, you know, answers the phone. So sometimes he gets Too wrapped up in... Time. Bad yeah, job by me. Yeah, now that's okay. All right. Mark in South Jersey. Good morning, Mark.
4: Hey, good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good, talk. Doing all right, Mark.
8: Hey, um, so real quick, I just had a – I don't know. I, I guess I've been thinking about it ever since uh, John had asked, like, what does uh, Sirianni do? And um, try to put it into terms, he's a project manager. So everyone talks mm-hmm. about how many wins he's had over the last three years and, you know, gotten to the playoffs. But as a project manager, you're only good as the personnel below you. So – how many of those wins, how, many, how much accolades does he get based off of it coming off of the good coordinators that he has? So my issue with keeping him is, are we going to be in the same boat two, three years from now? If we hire good coordinators this upcoming year and they do great and then they get poached Maybe. again, are we going to be in the same spot two so, years from right? generally yes.
3: it, Well, not necessarily. depends on who you hire and the probability that they would get hired. Like, Let me give you, for instance, Ron Rivera. So could he get hired again as a head coach? Maybe. But there's also a chance after two cracks that he won't get the third chance.
1: So hold on. So the strategy here is to try to like yes. thread the needle to consideration. Here, find there's a fair amount of those guys though. There, there are the, the guys who have
5: been head coaches enough? who aren't going to be head coaches anymore. Yeah. And like Jim Schwartz just did no it in question. Cleveland.
3: Perfect example Wink of that. Martindale's never gonna be an NFL head coach. Ever. Ever. It's what it is. He's never gonna be an NFL head coach. You know, so I mean Frank yeah, Frank Reichmark Mark might be one of them. He's had two shots as a head coach. So if he's a successful coordinator. Oh, man, I think those two are, boy, that's an incredible parallel.
1: Uh, like the two of those. yeah. It doesn't feel like they're going to be afforded other opportunities. I think Rivera
3: has a better shot to get hired as a head coach. I do too. I mean, he did coach but a team to a about Super Bowl Link, appearance.
1: Talking about Jim Schwartz, yeah. talking about Wink, talking about, you know, some of these names, they're, they're just past that point.
3: Yeah, and and Mark, frankly, age is part of it. I mean, the older you are, the less likely you are to get hired as a head coach. Which, by the way, I'll just say as a point of reference, I think it's outrageous, outrageous that so many people are writing Pete Carroll off because he's in his early 70s. I mean, that guy's about the most energetic early 70s dude I've ever seen. I think he's a great coach. I just think it's absurd that he doesn't seem to be getting more consideration. Yeah, I guess I was just uh, hoping you bring out those older guys yeah. um, that Siriana kind of learns a little bit more yep. um, All right, know, Mark, from them. Me, Mark, give me a big-time answer, man. The use of a name as a word or a phrase. So, yeah, so I was on a hold. I was thinking about it. I think I'm going to give you guys a
8: threefer. Okay. Any Dick, Tom, and Harry?
3: Has already been said?
8: Seriously? Ah,
2: oh, man. Yeah, first um, off, it's I got to, first Tom, off, it's, Dick, and Harry. It's
3: Tom, Dick, and Harry. So <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold Maria on. We
4: already went there.
3: Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And I got to tell that guy because you got to listen. So what you need to do, not only listen, but if you're going to state it, get it right.
4: Get some facts and come back and see There you it. go. All
3: right, John, um, we, we found out yesterday that Ron Rivera and the Eagles, it shocked me because I just assumed inaccurately, faultly, fault, fault, faultily, um, someone with his accomplishment, not the most accomplished, but he was, a, you know, NFL head coach for about a decade. And with his bank account, again, NFL head coach for a decade, and with his age, I just assumed he wouldn't want to go back to being a coordinator. But we found out yesterday he's interested in being a coordinator. If the Eagles were to hire Ron Rivera as the defensive coordinator, yeah. what would be your reaction to that? I I, I love the idea.
1: Uh, 62 years old is not over the hill no. by coaching standards. And, yeah, he's been around the block, but uh, – Man, he's got ties here. I loved him as a player. Uh, you, you know that the former player coach is never going to ask you to do something he wouldn't do himself. And and I think Ron is one of those honorable type guys that, that
3: everyone respects
1: so much.
3: Uh, Look at John first naming it. him. He first names him there. He gives him a Ron. He That's what happens it. when you're in the same building for two years with the
1: Eagles. Maybe. I I love the guy. Yeah. And and everyone who's ever been around him loves the guy. He hasn't been a defensive coordinator, I don't think, since like twenty ten. Yeah. Yeah, before We're going Carolina. Way, yeah. way back. Sure. Uh so it, it it is a lot has changed in the NFL since he was de coordinating. But I do think there's more of a there's more of a reliance. There's more of a uh focus on linebacker play in today's NFL. Yep. I think that matters a lot. I think if anyone is going to understand the, the the lay of the land, sure. it's Ron Rivera. Well, he knows sure. he's
3: been through a million scenarios as an NFL or meaning player, assistant coach, head coach, you know, one reality, he, he came up through buddy Ryan with the Chicago bears, Mike Ditka. He came up as a head coach uh, through Jim Johnson and, you know, and through Andy Reid when he was an assistant with the Eagles, he was there alongside a guy like Steve Spagnola, like, there's there's a, there's a lot of accomplishment that he's been around, and he's been and able to apply it. And our young
1: coaches it. need to have coaches like this around yeah. that they can lean into. They didn't have that last season.
3: Yeah, there, there, there's a lot to like about Rivera as yeah. a candidate. 215-592-9494. All right, coming up, Joss, Ron Jaworski at 725. Your phone calls all through the show. The Embiid thing, a celebration of Embiid after the 70 points. And more. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie. It is 94 WIPEC.
2: Think you know playoff football? Answer three questions correctly in BetMGM's challenge, and you could win a share of a million dollars in bonus bets. Simply log into your existing BetMGM account and access the free-to-play million-dollar playoff football challenge. Then submit your entry by answering three questions about the pro football playoffs each week. If you get all three correct, you could win a share of $1 million in bonus bets. Experience the playoffs like never before with BetMGM's challenge. Then keep the action going with same-game parlays, live betting, and boosted odds specials for the biggest gridiron showdowns all month long. No one does football playoffs like the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly.
4: Hey, Jenna Cameron here. I want to talk
3: directly right now to you. If you've got groin pain, hip pain, pelvic pain, or abdominal pain, or if you know someone, a family member or a friend who has one of those issues, here's the deal. Know this. Dr. William Myers and Dr. Alex Poor from the Vincere Institute, who fixed me up a couple years ago, they're located in the Philadelphia Navy Yard. They can both identify the source of your pain and they can fix it. Whether you are a construction worker, they got hurt on the job, a weekend warrior that went out there played a little sports got banged up a workout warrior that got injured or a high school or college athlete that got hurt playing the Vincera Institute can heal you perhaps and hopefully it's as simple as physical therapy identify the source of the pain identify the spot and dig in with the physical therapist at Vincera that would you know be the optimal option if you have a real issue there it may require surgery and i can tell you this primary care physician uh, you know, you got You got to get to specialists, and the specialist is Dr. William Myers at Vincera, along with his partner Dr. Alex Poor. Get yourself to the Vincera Institute, located in the Philadelphia Navy Yard. Might require surgery, but if it does, that's the spot to go to. Go to Institute dot com again. The website vincerainstitute dot to get on the road to recovery.
2: Brought to you by BQ Basements and Concrete. What a night for Joel Embiid, as he set a franchise record for points in a game with 70 points in the Sixers' six-straight win, 133-123 over the San Antonio Spurs, 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 the reigning MVP in rare air.
6: You and Michael Jordan, the only NBA players to put up 65 points, 15 rebounds, and five assists in a game. What does that mean to you, you and MJ, baby?
9: We'll never did this. (laughs) No, sir. Just Just you and MG. How crazy is that? I don't don't believe that.
2: NBC Sports, Phillies Kate Scott and Ala chatting with MB postgame. Chatting tomorrow, but probably won't be as much fun, will be Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman holding a joint news conference to discuss the team's epic collapse of the 2023 season. Visit BorgataSports.com for boosted odds specials, daily promotions, in-game betting, and much more. Must be 21 or older, must be in New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Weather brought to you by BQ Basements and Concrete. Mostly cloudy, high 43. It's currently 30. Foundation repair, basement waterproofing, and crawl space experts. Call today for a free inspection. To book your appointment, go to basementsbybq.com. To listen to 94WIP, just download the free Odyssey app or tell your smart speaker to play 94WIP.
3: All right, Joel Embiid, totally remarkable. And that audio of him talking post-game last night, pretty cool. 70 points, really cool. Really rare, by the way. I mean, really rare. Ninth player in the history of the NBA. Think about this, ninth player ever to score 70 or more points in a game, in his case, 70. Now, Wilt did it a bunch of times. Here's the, here's the list for those that don't know. Here's the list. John, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go bottom up. So we're gonna start with Joel 70 points. Um it's hard to call 70 points the bottom, but uh when you're in the 70 point or more category, <laughs> 70 is the bottom. All right, so here's your list in NBA history. And they're all notable names. I mean, as you would imagine. L- let's just put it this way. Yeah, uh, eh, who didn't find their way in here? Give me a name, Seltzer. Who did not find their way into the
5: I was going to say- Tony Roten didn't find Tony his Tony Roten.
3: <laughs> Tony Roten did not find his way. I love Clarence Weatherspoon, but the <laughs> spoon, spoon did not- Spoon! He did not find his way. Um, anyway, Kenny, Kenny Payne certainly did not. All right, here's your list. 70 points last night, Joel Embiid. Um, 2017, Devin Booker, 70 exactly. 1963, 70. Wilt Chamberlain. All right, let's get to 71 points. Four dudes scored 71 um, in the f- way, way back machine. Elgin Baylor in 1960. He was pretty good. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of. They're all going to be Hall of Famers here. 1960. Um, 1960. Mm. David Robinson in 1994. I yeah. believe. Richie's Why? Guy. Huh? Richie's oh, Guy. Richie's Guy. And you know what that night was? I am almost certain that was the last game. It was of the, the season. score.
5: It's to win the scoring title. To win the scoring title. I remember it so vividly. That was
3: awesome. And who did he tick off? Who was he competing was with? It, I think it was Shaq, wasn't it? I think it was Shaq. I think it was Shaq. And I think that's part of why Shaq didn't like David Robinson, I think. Uh, 71 points for Donovan Mitchell in 2023 and also Damian Lillard last year. So, you know, you get in guards with three pointers and all that stuff. That's last year. All right. Um, 72 points. Will Chamberlain, 1962. Now, this is obviously when he's with the Warriors. Uh, 73 points. Now, here's the only name, uh, other than when Kobe did it recently, that was in the top five and has been in the top five for a long, long time, and that's David Thompson, 1978, one of the great college basketball players of all time, not nearly as accomplished as a pro. Uh, He, if you don't know if you're young, he is the guy that Michael Jordan idolized growing up, in addition to Dr. J., that's well, why he and went to Carolina, right? Is that what he Thompson? always said? David Thompson was Michael Jordan's presenter at the Hall of Fame. I didn't know this. It wow. was going to be Michael re-
1: Jordan's hero.
3: Yes. Jordan's thing was, who am I going to pick? And it's like, all right, I got Pippen. I got Phil Jackson. Huh. You know, I got Dr. J, who I admired growing up. I got all these guys. And, and Jordan's like, you know what? And a lot of people were surprised. He's like, I'm going to pick the player that was my favorite player when I was youngest. I'm going with David Thompson, who did it in 1978. I had other 73-point scorers, Wilt in 62, Wilt in 62, 78, Wilt in 61. <laughs> a recurring theme. <laughs> right. but, but 81. Kobe. Kobe Bean, 2006 against the Raptors. And then, of course, the grand game of them all, Mr. Wilt Norman Chamberlain, 1962, Hershey PA, 100 points. So, congratulations to Joel Embiid. It's an amazing, amazing accomplishment. Is Wilt the full name? It, like I, don't said, Wilt, I don't Norman, know if it's Wilt or James Wilton. I don't know if it's Wilt or Wilton. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I've never seen it written out, Wilton. Yeah, I just figured I'd get you know, Sometimes I call Sirianni Nicholas. Like if I'm annoyed with Sirianni, Nicholas Sirianni. Mm-hmm, One crazy thing task. with that list: uh,
5: <laughs> three times in the last year, essentially, yeah. or year and a half, is is three of the nine names. That's
3: pretty wild. Well, a couple things go to that: I mean, pace, three, the way they play the game now, the way they play yeah. the game in three points. You know, three three point shooting.
2: Wilton Wil- Norman, Norman. Chamberlain. Yep,
3: Wilton. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, see, Richie never question the hammer. I didn't even know if I was right, but it just sounded right. Hey. All right, let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. We'll also ask you, as it relates to Embiid last night, and I hate to be cynical, I really do, I really, really do, but I think it's a fair question to ask. Your reaction to Embiid's last night uh, game, is it pure joy and to celebrate him and just, like, outrageous incredibleness of 70 points, or is, and it should be a lot of that, but is it also a yeah-but conversation? Yeah, love it, but need to see it in the postseason, you know, how much of that was going through your mind last night? alright nine two ninety four ninety four. Jaws will join us shortly on the Eagles. Sirianni, obviously, a stay, and we know that based on, you know, what was reported yesterday from Mike garofola also Diana Rossini, you know, both talking about how there's going to be a press conference tomorrow, Howie and Sirianni, so we know Sirianni's back. I think well, it's a mistake. Mis- he's back, John. It, he, he's back. Okay, okay. But again, historical precedent. Yep. This press conference
1: that's about to happen tomorrow, yep. they did have it, but it was right, right after the season. So you got to get it
5: off. Was, this. It was, it was the know. Monday they're, after the season. Not this has doing been it. eight days or whatever,
3: they're, seven days. They're not doing it again. They're just not. They're not doing it again. So it's very unlikely that they'll do it again. Right, what is? It's you,
1: not impossible that something could happen. John, give me. It's, it's impossible.
3: Give me your thirty-second reaction on Sirianni back. I think it's wrong.
1: I, I think I think what you're doing is delaying the inevitable which is next season, partway through the year, you're going to say, we can't do this. We are not a good enough team with Nick Sirianni as our head coach. And, yeah, we, now we've swapped out the coordinators, and we're seeing it's still not good enough. Now, okay, I, I know it's going to be better than what it was this year. Oh, it could be worse. These
3: coordinators, Dude, 11 and 6 could be, no, no, it could no, be no. 7 and 10.
1: I expect it has to be better coordinated. The D the the defense and the offense it has to be better than what we just saw because it was, pitiful it, was it it was awful in twenty twenty three.
3: All right, let's let's get a lot of calls in here. Jaws will be with us shortly. Tim in Coatesville right now. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Good man. All right, Tim. What's your reaction to Sirianni being retained? What do you make of it? Oh, I, I don't see why people
8: think he's going to get fired. He's been in winning coach. He's been in a league like. <laughs>
3: three playoff appearance in the last three years, small. Well, the why, the, the, I'll give you the why, because, and I'll go in reverse order, they were dead upon arrival for a playoff game. The game was over when there was 60 minutes left in the game. The game was over. They weren't competitive against
1: the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, take the two over games the last before that. month and a half. Yeah. Over the last two months of this season,
4: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month.
9: Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game.
4: Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: It's been questionable. Actually, over the course of this season, we've seen this team underperform with regularity that's the only thing I can say with certainty every week I saw our Eagles underperform
5: well there's
1: also other keys to it there's I think there's more stuff going on in the locker room than we think. yes AJ Branson
8: uh, shut up and nut up get yourself on the roll because we need him
9: um but I don't yeah I don't Tim, think, Tim don't... by the
3: way Tim we can barely hear you with your with your speakerphone give me an answer here man for Green Day tickets best use of a name as a common word or phrase. Ralph. All right. Didn't hear it either. John, what did you say? Ralph, Ralph. Like, to Ralph. Oh, yeah, to throw up. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Not bad. Not bad right there. That's a good answer.
1: That's a very good answer. We <laughs> <It laughs> don't hear it that often. Yeah. yeah. We
5: need to use it more.
1: It's yeah. good. Yeah.
3: yeah. By the way, word of the wise to all future callers, and I'm not ripping on that guy. Seems like a nice guy, but if you go speakerphone, you ain't going to last long. If you go Bluetooth, it's bad Bluetooth, you ain't going to last
4: long. Ben, there's rules to these things. There are rules. There are rules. And you said that just in the nick of time.
3: Oh, look at that little little nick and wow, night action. I see what you did there. Yeah, like you. you. I like it. All right, let's talk to our next uh, guest. More than like, we love him. He uh, he was the Polish rifle until he became Joss. He's been flapping his gums talking Eagles football for well about 50 years now. Our guy Ron Jaworski, who last week told us that Sirianni should not be fired. The Eagles have heated. That word of either wisdom or wisdom from Joss, depending on how you look at it. Ron Jaworski. Good morning, Joss.
7: Gentlemen, great to be with you once again. And, uh, well, I, you know, I, I said what I said last week, and I still <laughs> believe it. Nick deserved another opportunity. I'm glad he's going to get it, but we all know changes are coming.
3: Yeah, they are. All right, Joss, let's start with this. Uh, now that we know the news that he's being capped, um, for those that missed it last week, can you just lay out your argument of why, you know, if you were the owner, and you've you've been an owner of a football team. You were the owner of the soul. You did have to make decisions like this. Why, if you were the owner, would you have kept Sirianni?
7: And we did win three arena football League championships too, Joe. That's to right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I always, always give the positive plug, you know, that we won, <laughs> and we won a lot. Um, but I, I, it, and, I, and I said last week, and I'll, I'll stick to it because I, I, I believe it, it to my core, that Jeffrey Lurie and Holly Roseman will not make decisions in a vacuum. They They will think everything through. You know, we, we keep hearing the word collaborative, and, and, and it's true. Um, and, you know, after the game, wait, we were all ticked off last week after that Monday night debacle downtown. We, we were, you know, if we would have run our reaction, we would have fired everybody. You know, that, that, that's how badly we felt. That's how poorly the team played. But that's not how it works. I think you have to respect the process, respect the system, uh, respect the coaches, respect the leadership of the team, and, 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 and kind of collaboratively work through and say, where do we go wrong? What do we do right? Uh, how do we correct it? And I, I, as I said, the, the complete body of work for three years for Nick Sirianni, he deserved another opportunity. 34-17 and 17 and 2-3 and three in the playoffs and a Super Bowl visit, I think, are all worthy of, hey, if, if he screwed it up the last 70 games, give him a chance to correct it. And, and I, I think they, they, they took all that into thought, and they, they came with the decision that Nick deserves another chance. But, now, hey, we know there's going to be changes elsewhere, but I think Nick deserved another opportunity. I think he's a terrific football coach.
1: Jazz, is Nick the right coach to develop Jalen
7: properly? That's a good question, especially in light of the fact that Jalen took a significant step backward this year. Um, I I would kind of like to see more, more of a, a a veteran coach come in for Jalen. Um, you know, I, I think we, we all recognize Jalen has incredible talent, just incredible God-given talent. The, the leadership is kind of what is coming under question right now. It seems to the season end, it seems a lot of guys are volunteering information and people are writing stories about his leadership qualities. And, by the way, I, I can just throw a story out there. When I came to Philadelphia, you know, I, I, I went to the U.S. Naval Academy Leadership Conference. You know, I wanted to get better as a leader. So you can improve your leadership skills. Um, I still, from a business perspective, go to a lot of leadership academies and do Read books on leadership. Which I, I think it's important that you always stay in, in tune to how to be a strong leader. And and, and I'm not saying Jalen's not, but I think you can always improve upon on your leadership skills. And I I I'll, I'll look back and obviously we always talk about our own personal experiences. When I came to Philadelphia, Dick Vermeil was here. Dick was a young coach at that time, guys. <laughs> Dick was you know in, in his 30s when he became a head coach, but he brought in a Hall of Fame coach, Sid Gilman, who eventually got into the Hall of Fame, to work with the quarterbacks. He wanted that wily old veteran coach that could relate to quarterbacks, that could teach the nuances of the game. So, you know, although Dick was the head coach, he was running the football team. Sid Gilman and guys like that John Ralston were my personal coach. They're the ones that taught me how to be a pro, how to be a leader, how to interact with your players. And as a quarterback, you have to be a chameleon. You know, you got to change your stripes. You got to hang out with the, the black guys, the guys from Texas, you got to, you know, the, the Polish guys, whatever it may be. You have to be a chameleon and, and integrate yourself with every. Because, you know, you, you look at a football team, it's a, it's a cross country, uh, cross section of this country, and you got to be able to relate with everybody. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so I took that very seriously, and, and Sid taught me a lot about that. So I was very fortunate to have great leadership for my coaches.
3: Jaws, speaking of coaches, so I, I hear you on the importance of hiring the right coordinators. You know the coordinator world so much better than the rest of us. You you know most of these guys. Which names on offense and which names on defense most intrigue you that you'd be really happy if they were hired as an Eagles coordinator?
7: Yeah, I think it's mostly the the last few weeks have been spent on, on the defensive side of football because of the, the, the slide on, on that side of the ball. There There are some guys out there, you know. And, um, you know, a guy that that I've heard a lot about and know a lot about is Ron Rivera. Ron's had great success as a as an assistant coach, as a coordinator, as a head coach. You know, a guy that I don't hear a lot about is Paul Gunther, who's, who's a local uh, local guy, uh, 20 years a defense coordinator in the NFL. Um, you know, a, a veteran guy that's you know been with the Bengals for like 14 years, yep. uh, the Raiders, the Vikings. Guys like that that have great background in coaching and great leadership skills. You know, guys that that have that experience of Calling plays on defense and designing defensive schemes. So, you know, Wink Martindale. I like Wink's design. I'm not quite sure he's, he's a little bit of a, you know, Rex Ryan kind of personality, and I'm not totally sure that's that's a fit that w- would be good for Philadelphia. But he's a damn good, you know, designer of defense. So those are guys that that, that quickly come to mind. Sure. I'll, yeah, I'll quickly switch to offense. Yep. Right? I I I think it's got to be someone that that is very creative, but understands. And I'm not I'm not going to throw too many names out there. I'm not I'm not going to just say, throw a name out there because a the guy's got a reputation or with a winning team. I I, I think the offensive side is totally totally different side. Because I want to see a guy a quarterback uh, coach. I want to see a guy that's worked with quarterbacks. I think that to me that's where it starts. You have a familiarity with that position. But as an offensive scheme, you must dictate the terms of engagement. You know, I in formation variation personnel, emotion, you must dictate the terms of engagement. Don't just line up and play. You've got to, you've got to, confuse, your, you've got to confuse the defense, and you must take advantage of your personnel with motion, things like that. And, and get them to – and, and, and John knows this. When, once you get a defense in a predictable coverage, a predictable scheme, you attack. That, that's the key. So I want to see a coach that – I, I would prefer, again, a more mature offense coordinator, a, a, a guy that has experience – that has had success and has had, and has had some uh, success with a mobile quarterback. I think as, as we live, watch the NFL now, um, mobile quarterbacks are kind of the in-vogue thing, and I think I'd like a guy that certainly could handle that side of it using the quarterback's mobility and ability to run.
3: Jaws, you use the, the word uh, mature, or as you said, mature. Richie, I'm more of a mature guy. Jaws is a <laughs> mature guy. <but laughs> potato, potato. All right. Jaws, I'm curious on this level, and I think I know where you're going to go here, but I'm curious. So, obviously, in America, you can't hire and fire based on age. It's age discrimination, and organization can get in trouble. But are you intrigued if the Eagles focus on an older offensive guy to try to avoid the coordinator getting poached in the next year to three, and it settles down the whole unit? And, like, you don't lose the guy in a year if he's really good. Are you, are you intrigued by that concept?
7: 100 percent, Joe. I, I, I don't want a guy that's looking for his next job. Um, I want a guy that's going to you know, be here for the whole Sirianni tenure and the whole Holly Roseman tenure and all, all those things. I want a guy that is not looking for his next job while he's you know, patting his resume with, you know, with a good football team. Clearly, I agree with you there.
1: Jaws, what about a guy who just wants wins? What about a guy who just wants to accrue 15 more wins, or a guy who's 72 <laughs> years old like job, Pete Carroll? Yeah. <laughs> who just wants to. We all want
7: to win, John. That, that, that's the bottom line. That's why those decisions are, are so difficult for for Jeffrey and Howard to get the right guy. Uh, but I, I just think the, the way things have kind of uh, you know played out this past season, I want I want that mature guy that's been in rough situations that has been tested. Now like I said has been. Been harassed by the media, can deal with it. Been maybe even booed by the fans, can deal with it. Uh, this is a tough town, we know that. And I, I don't want a guy with thin skin. I want a, I want a guy that, that's got you know, alligator skin that's going to fight, that's going to battle, that has been through the wars. That it, as a coach has leadership skills but, and can get his guys to play for him. That's the kind of guy I'm looking for.
1: I want that guy too. But does the organization have a limit? Like, the, do they want a guy who has you know some worldliness? except to a certain point like they don't want him to be Bill Belichick worldly they don't want him to be Pete Carroll worldly you know this we go with the young and unproven and you know up-and-coming uh, approach more often than not because we don't want to seed some of that power isn't isn't that part of this like we, we have to find that happy medium that balance there
7: well, I, I think there's always a balance you have to find, John. I, I, I'm just giving you my opinion where I think they should go, and I think you know everyone has an opinion on, on what should happen. I, I just I, I want to see a veteran guy come in here uh, that has that has seen everything. Not you know. And 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 by the way, Brian Johnson's a really good football coach. He's has been getting you know, head coaching interviews. For some reason, it it, it didn't work this year. And, and it, you know, I I kind of have some ideas. and I don't want to spend all you guys' time all morning talking about things that, that I thought would be the obvious, But he but he's. He's a smart guy, and he's got a bright future in this league. But I, I, I want a guy that, you know, we talked about the blitzes. How many guys we start every show this year? it seems, you know, on a, on Tuesday morning, talking about the inability to handle a blitz. Well, wow. give me a damn guy that's been around the league a long time and has seen every blitz that is humanly possible, and after after a series. You come to the sideline, you call your quarterback over and say, hey, come here, here's what we're getting. We didn't anticipate this. Here's, I see, I've seen this before. Here's our adjustment. Keep two tight ends in. Block up one side. Attack half the field. Make those adjustments on the fly. Not wait till the day after the game when you look at the film and you start making adjustments. And in some cases, never make adjustments. I mean, the, the, the Tampa ran blitzes in 2021, the playoff game, that they used last Monday that were effective. We did adjust to it. I want a guy that has been through it all, that's worldly, that has seen it all, and we come to the sideline and we've got a surface uh, computer service pad with him or a yellow pad, I don't care what you use, we'll say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to change right now, not wait till you know, the day after the game to look at the tape. Jaws,
1: if, if Nick Sirianni lost the, the team this season, would he be able to regain the team in future seasons? Is it
9: possible I, I don't for think, a coach I don't think to regain the team? team.
7: So I, you know, to me, it's 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 not it's, it's not a fair question I could answer. Okay. But hey, you know, I I okay. think that the, you know there obviously something was wrong in Denmark. You know, there 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 was there were some issues on this team. You starting to see it now. These pitchers coming from players and players seem to be talking under. Boy, and I certainly, I, I do hate the Anonymous source. If you don't have the courage and the guts to put your name on, shut up. You know, I hate these guys that come out anonymous sources and don't give their their name. If you feel something strongly about something, say it. Um, But eventually we find out who those guys are. They're not usually team players and they try to weed them out if you can. But uh, that's kind of how I feel about that. Guys that want to talk.
3: No, I get it, Jaws. Uh, Let me ask you a Hurts question here, Jaws. So it's possible the Eagles kept Sirianni in part because they think Hurts was more culpable for the season. You told us a Week or two ago, you you thought Hurts was more culpable. How concerned are you for the Eagles' future in the next five years, as it relates to Jalen Hurts' future in the next five years?
7: I'm I'm, I'm very positive. I, Joe and John, I, I said this all season. Offensively, it's the most talented offense in the league. Yeah, I mean, think about it. if you if you, if you want to compare position by position. Um, I think you start with this offensive line, phenomenal. You know, I don't know what Kelsey's going to do, but he played well enough this year that he should. I I would hope he would come back. Uh, uh, wide receivers, I mean, come on, look at the wide receivers. We got Who, who's better? I mean, who's going to line up better? Tight ends, Dallas Goddard. Although he slipped this year, Dallas Goddard did not have the kind of year I expected out Dallas Goddard. You know, running backs. If we use the running backs properly, you know. I think we got as good DeAndre Swift is as good as any running back in this league if used properly. We don't use him enough, in, in my opinion. Uh, we need we need a, a bulldog back too, as well that short yardage back. But of course we got the Tush Push, which uses Jalen. But I always like a power back in the backfield, and then I, I think Jalen has enough weapons around it. I mean he can rebound rather. He he did not have a bad year, so don't I don't want to I don't want to sound like he did. Uh, in fact, I think he had a, 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 in, in some areas a really good year. But I think he needs help, and I think. You know, you, he's, he's the guy for the long haul. Let me just leave it at that.
3: We'll see. I don't know, Jaws. You and I are uh... – That's okay.
7: Yeah, uh, that's I, I don't okay. know.
3: I don't know about that. I mean, I, I thought that, but now I see how defenses have adjusted to Hurts, and I wonder whether he is the guy for the long haul. I hope, I, yes. hey, I hey, hope I, he is. I hope he is I can get into the
7: negative. I didn't think he process, processes information quick enough once the ball is snapped. You know, I, I'd like – But said a it, all long, can help that. I'd like to see more that. counts to make the defense define itself. I'd like to see some under center – so you, but that—that's yeah. coaching philosophy. So under centers, you can get the power game running. I know you guys have Dick Vermeil on the show. He always talks yeah. about two-point stance for the offensive line to come off the ball, rather than a, 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 a three-point stance to come off the ball, rather than a two-point stance, which is a you know a, an easier pass protection stance. I mean, there's a lot of little nuances that I think the offense can improve with. But you know, I I still think Jalen is is, is clearly the guy for the long haul.
3: Jaws, last thing here. So press conference tomorrow for Howie and Sirianni. Time still to be determined. But I'm curious, you know, as, as a face of the franchise, and certainly you were for the Eagles for a decade, you were tasked with answering questions that I'm sure you didn't want to answer in press conference settings and gaggles around your locker room and the such. How tricky will it be for Howie and Sirianni tomorrow to thread the needle of not lying, not disclosing everything, but to answer probing questions that fans desperately want reporters to ask how tricky is that
7: it's very tricky you know especially in this town you know i mean uh, people care so much about this football team they care so much about sports in this community uh, they, they they've got they've got to get it right because you know as we said last week, everybody was angry after that Tampa game. Everybody was angry, guys. I mean you know, I couldn't get on the street. What the hell's wrong with the Eagles? you know like like I had something to do with it <laughs> there was a time I did and I had to deal with it, but you know there's a it's just the nature of the fans in this town it's the nature of the media. They just want more and it, it it's great for the Eagles to be front and center all the time yeah. it It's great, but uh you know, i I think you're you know they gotta thread the needle on this they got. They got to. They got to be honest. You know, you can't. You can't bury some of the stuff that went on. They can't. They can't hide the defensive inadequacies we saw this season. What the hell went wrong? I think people want some answers. We we can all give answers as outsiders when we see, but you want to hear from the people that are in charge. What the hell went wrong? How do we go? With the most monumental collapse in the history of the National Football League, ten and one, and go one and six down the stretch. I mean, yeah. people want to know answers, and people know when it's bullshit. You know, they 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 they, they know when it, they're being jerked around. So they, they do they they do have to get this right.
3: Jaws, you just dropped a major word that we couldn't air. But, you know, caught okay.
7: me off guard, Jaws. <laughs> You're not angry
2: at all, Jaws. Hey, I sorry, can okay. tell. I was I'm not expecting that out. Out. <laughs> at all.
3: For those listening, Jaws just said a naughty word. And uh, it didn't make the air, but jaws, <laughs> oh, do we love you?
7: Uh, sorry about that. My <laughs> apologies.
3: Hey, look, you did it on Monday Night Football one time, you know, so it's the second time in your I, career. I, 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 so I innocent did. I
7: had to apologize, too. too, on a single shot on Monday Night Football.
3: <laughs> they made you apologize? <laughs> Was it like after the next commercial break or
7: something? Yeah, it came out of commercial break, and I said, no, I didn't say that word. And they said, yes, you did. Here it is. <laughs> but then the worst thing is, they you know, I'm with Gruden and Tariqo, oh. and of course now when you've got to make an apology on national TV, oh. there's a, it's a single shot. It's me, you know.
9: Uh-huh.
7: And right next to me is Gruden and Tarico laughing. Their
4: tails off. <laughs> all right,
3: Jaws. Wonderful stuff, my man. Stay well. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Jaws.
7: All right, thank you guys. All right, there yeah. he is,
3: Roger Jaworski. That was great. <laughs> so he was he was getting fired up, and he dropped a word that begins with B, and ends with T. And so there you go. Mm. All right, two is that that's one word, so that's not two words. Yeah, right? one word. Yep, one yep, word. Yep. Good. Go. I right, said so, uh, in the and I don't know. So obviously we had to kind of, cut a smidgen audio out there, at Jaws, and and I don't know if this part m- made it. We were referencing. Um, difficulty of answering questions in press conferences when you're trying to thread the needle of being um, honest, somewhat forthcoming, but not entirely forthcoming because, you know, teams typically don't want to empty the kitchen sink of information out at you. I mean, they you know, they want to protect some stuff. Um, Like, James, what is the answer tomorrow? If Howie Roseman is asked the following question, Howie ultimately... Whose decision was it to hire Matt Patricia for the season? And whose decision was it to insert him as the de facto, essentially defensive coordinator with a third of the year to go? Howie, whose decision was it? James, what would he say? Collaborative. Huh. But, I, I mean, you know, come on, man. It's an organization. He would decision. Ab- absolutely say collaborative.
5: You'd be like, well, you know, we do things here. It's a collaborative decision. We're all on the same page. We get in a room. We discuss these things. We thought it was for the best of the franchise. And we all... all right, how, about,
3: how about... Here's my follow-up. Who first presented the idea to the others that this would be a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that? Because they didn't say it at the same time. I don't have to be in the room to know. No one said Jinx to the other guy. They didn't, ben, they didn't say it at Did the exact same it. moment.
4: Jinx, by me Coke.
3: Ben, what would... What would they say to that? Like, let me put it this way. If Howie was the one, are they going to lie about that or not?
4: Uh, they'll say, again, we thought as an organization it was the best move going forward. Yeah. See, but here's the deal. That's if, what they're going to say. But that's
3: when you kind of know they're, they're, they're probably lying.
4: They're probably lying, but that's the, that's the route they're going to take. Yeah. I Because mean, that's the route they've always taken. It's a tough spot.
3: It's it's a tough spot. I mean, and you know, all right, look, two one five, five nine two, ninety four, ninety four. Let's go to the phones. By the way, one more uh football thing. Congrats to Zach Ertz. Bang! Two games away from winning the Super Bowl. What a what a nice gig that is. Yeah, look, I thought the Eagles should have signed him, particularly after A.J. Brown got hurt. Initially I didn't. Um, but I thought when A.J. Brown got hurt and wasn't going to play in that playoff game, I'm like, come on, let's let's go. I mean, go get a guy that can actually be a pass catching target for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you got to reinvent the offense a little bit. I get it. It's but as opposed to what? Going out there against Tampa and doing the same thing you've been doing the last month, which is the same thing you've been doing the whole year, which is the same thing you've been doing for two years, and, and defense is caught up to it, and that's it. Like, reinvent yourself. Go sign Zach Ertz. They didn't do it. I think it was a mistake. We saw that against Tampa. Um, how much he has left in the tank, obviously we don't know. But we're all going to root for the dude, and he's got a shot here, and he looks like oh he can still run, and he can still
1: catch passes. I have no doubt of that. A very functional second tight end. Yeah,
3: no, I hear you, man. So for him, got signed by Detroit and got a shot to reach a Super Bowl. Also, you know
1: they love using that position. I mean, the head coach is a former tight end himself. They feature tight ends. They, they're, they're stacking tight ends. There are some coaches who just love, yep. like,
3: acquiring guys.
1: He's in a great spot now. Also helps out a quarterback in the that, you know,
3: surveys the whole field and, and processes properly. And uh... All
1: right, Ben, you text wow. me constantly
3: during the Goff. Wouldn't have said again. that Goff about Jared Goff early in marginal. his career, no, though, would you? No, I wouldn't have.
5: Wouldn't have, right? Oh, Sean McVay in yeah. his
3: ear until the end. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And he learned. Yeah, he, it's... he grew. James, you what know a what, crazy you thought. You no, know, it's not crazy. You know, you're right, James, but you know what Jared Goff's not doing? Making $55 million a year. Yes, he has. He's made it
5: for like twenty two, it, five, it, seven years. Ain't he making,
3: got to... ain't making fifty-five million a year right now. But he's close, man. Jalen, he Jared makes God a ton of money, dude. Look it up, man. I don't. I, I don't and guess know. Guess exactly what? He's, where probably
5: he's probably gonna, gonna get it this offseason. He's gonna get a fifty whatever well, million. Well, he non-... shouldn't.
3: He's gonna. That's the way it works. Well, he he's, he's absolutely he's, going to. He's not that it good. He's not that good. All right, Ben Jalen Hurts,
4: where are you? I'm out. You're out. I'm out. I just I my the eye test. Again, I'm not obviously a, a football expert, but I watch Mahomes play. I watch Allen play. Yep. I watch Lamar play. I watch Goff play. He's not even close to them. He can't, like you just said, read and survey the field and make quality decisions when, when that ball is snapped. He can't do it.
3: And yet last year it looked and like he, had, he did,
4: and that's the, that's the we rub we the Sir Jaws say We've they have the best offensive line in football, and he still can't do it with the best offensive line in football. That's where i'm I root for the guy. I obviously want the guy to do great. Sure. He was great last year. He didn't he was not great this year by any stretch of the imagination. no, he was great at times. He was
1: inconsistent this year. And there were some decisions that just didn't make any sense. Last season, man it was like it it was so certain that he would make the right choice almost I mean, it was like ninety nine percent of the time, right. He was just so smart. and it mattered so much to him. He didn't make dumb choices with, uh, you know, turning the ball over either. That was his greatest strength. Jalen Hurts was as protective of the football as any quarterback in the NFL. I know. And then this year, you know, starts turning it over here and there. I'm positive that with the right coaching, with the right teaching. I'm not positive. This guy can get back to doing what he did best, which
3: is protect the football and then do what is necessary to keep those sticks moving. So I'm like 50 50 on it, John. When you say you're positive, I'm more 50 50. I have no doubt he has a shot, so, but I also think there's a reasonable chance that what we saw this year are signs of what you'll get for the next couple of it's years. It's so critical. Well, look, because the
1: coaching matters. Like what it does. happens this year, the, the guy that you choose, the guys that you choose, will mold our young quarterback that you're paying a quarter of a billion dollars to. Right. It really makes a huge difference. I need and a lot of way, it to
3: come from the guy himself, though. Like it's it, 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 the theory so of true. let's go hire Yoda to to, to help uh, Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker. It's a great theory, but you got to have the natural powers in you. Well, and that's part of why and he, he gave almost him the won MVP last year. So, the
5: natural powers are; he can there. clearly but, do it. But James, yes. so did Carson. Carson tore up his his knee and an MCL, PCL and then had a broken back the next year. But but that doesn't explain Carson struggling to read defenses. But No, but part of that was that Carson lost athletic ability, thought he still had it, and couldn't make plays that he thought he could make. Well, like, that doesn't, doesn't he... remind you
3: of Jalen not turning the corner this year? I mean, he was not turning the corner effectively. Bro, he, it was one year.
4: I understand himself a lot. It's,
3: I just think this is
4: crazy.
5: This is so reactionary.
4: Yes, I, yes. We, we heard Jaws say that, and, and John, you're on the same boat, you want a senior OC to come in here, some guy with some seniority, okay? Well, the problem I, with that is the modern-day athlete will not allow that. In they what need, sense? They need somebody that can they can manipulate and keep under their thumb. We heard A.J. Brown earlier in the season say they went rogue on a play with 11 seconds, whatever it was, 13, 11, yeah. 13 seconds to go. They went rogue on some play. Yeah. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen if the players aren't taking their their, their game into their own account. That doesn't happen. They say, you know what? The hell with what they say. We're doing what we want to do. And that's the the modern-day athlete. They want to keep somebody under their thumb, someone they can manipulate. And having a senior O.C. But come that's not here, a good thing. I don't I, think I'm, we should play into that. I'm not saying it's a good thing. Yeah, I'm th- just saying that's the way it is with the modern-day athlete. I see it every day.
1: Hmm. Well, the modern-day athlete, uh, that's a problem. All right, let's go to the phones. If they need that's to a lot have – if they need to have some say, like what is being suggested yep. here, like that does conflict with the way I think
3: football coaching is done best. Well, I will tell you this, discipline. Ben, to what you're talking about, if I had to guess, and it's just a guess, mm-hmm. I will guess that Lori on down, Lori, Howie, Sirianni, whoever they hire as offensive coordinator and whoever the uh, quarterback's coach is, I will guess after the Carson experience, And after what happened with Jalen in 2023, they will coach him harder next year. They will really focus on coaching him harder. I hope they do. If they don't, it's a tremendous mistake. And I do have, while we're all frustrated with the Eagles, I have enough belief in them as an organization that generally runs a quality organization to think that they will look to correct this. They may not achieve it, but I don't think it's going to be because they just let Jalen just be Carson and you run the roost again. Because that got out of control. And I think they know it, and I think they want to avoid it from getting to that point. And, by the way, to John's point, yeah. it is still salvageable. Yeah. But you got to drill. you got to freaking drill down, man. It's like Bruce Willis trying to drill into that thing up in outer space to avoid a nuclear war. Not nuclear war. What am I trying to say, Salter? To avoid an asteroid. Look, I'm hitting Earth. I don't think and it And nu- to... go nuke that asteroid. That's, uh, that's my analogy for the day. By the way, um, Twitter poll question of the day to the Sixers and the, and the MB brilliance last night. Twitter poll brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. Proud to, again, be Pennsylvania's number one Chevrolet EV dealer. Arriving shortly, the Chevrolet Blazer EV. Together, let's drive. ArminChevy.com. Today's question. Will the 76ers actually do it this year and get past the second round of the playoffs? Yes or no. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. It was amazing what Joel did last night with 70 points. We'll actually celebrate that more. little montage of how it sounded from last night. Get into that shortly. Plus, something Embiid said after the game that I thought was exactly what I wanted to hear as a 76ers fan. Let's go to Dan in Philadelphia. Good morning, Dan. Morning, team. How are we today?
1: I don't know. <laughs> you don't know?
3: Dude, like, the first hour and a half, someone would ask you, oh, I'm good, I'm good, and now you're, I don't know? Yeah, what, I, cha-
1: what changed? I've entered this puzzled phase where I'm, oh, I'm really nice. struggling. I'm really struggling. Dan, I got to tell you, I'm my... at an impasse in my own brain right
3: now, Dan. But thank you. let me, me just let me I just should... say that, Dan, let me just say this to you. I'm really glad I don't have Richie's brain. All right, I just I just want to. All right, Dan, the floor is yours. Go ahead. <laughs> All
8: right, so Sixers, real quick. I'm so sick of celebrating Joel Embiid's accolades. I'm just I'm just over it. It just seems like that's what we look forward to every year. Is oh how great Joel Embiid is? How great Joel Embiid is? I'm with you. I, I'm really like disinterested during the entire season until the playoffs, which, by the way, they don't get past the second round. So, like, until they do it, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm not there. Like, I, I hope understand. they win. I root yep. for them. But it's just the same old story every year. Joel Embiid did this. Joel Embiid did that. It's, I'm, I'm just over that. I understand. I understand. And 70 as we, points is
2: kind of a big accomplishment. It is. I mean, it Literally. really is. For who? I'm just only He's only the ninth player in the history of the league. Yeah. It's oh, kind of okay. a big deal.
8: It is a big deal. But if they, you know, had made it to the championship or or progressed through the playoffs at some point, yep. sure, you you would feel more happy about it. But it's just, I'm tired of the storyline. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm I not get a 76 fan because of Joel but, but, you I'm a 76 fan.
3: Yeah, but Dan, the flip side is 70 points shows you there's greatness there that if you manifest it without injury with a new in coach in April and May and a new coach and learn how to pass out of a double team better when he's double teamed in the playoffs, you know, you can get past that second. And I will say this, it's a wide open NBA. Not just Eastern Conference. I, I mean, it it like there's Oh, I agree. This is not, you know, Golden State of five years ago. This is not LeBron James in his prime. There's probably six or eight teams that could win it. Like win it all. The teams that could win it all are probably you know, the three in the east. I'm not, I'm not even going to put the heat in there. It's it's the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Sixers. Like, win it all. And then, you know, find your three or four teams out west, the Nuggets, obviously. I don't buy it in the Timberwolves. But, like, the Nuggets and a couple others. And the Sixers, at least, are in there. But before we strongly consider that, you just want to see them win eight Dan, damn freaking playoff games, get to the third round, and then charge from there. Yeah, I want to see Joel score 70 points in the
8: playoffs, not yeah. the regular season. Me um too. <laughs> I, I, I I don't actually. I want to see him <laughs> score 43 points you, and have gas know, in the tank know, for the next yeah. game. Yes. Mm, yes. I, I, um as for the Eagles, <laughs> listen like Juan Rivera as, as, as I mean Ron Ron Rivera as a defense coordinator sounds great. Not to sound like a retread, but I think Frank Reich was a great offense coordinator, especially with the RPO offense which yeah. seems like Nick wants to run but kind of struggles with. Um they are friends. I, yes. I do think it's it's a perfect scenario. To definitely bring Frank Reich in as the offensive coordinator, he's not going anywhere. I don't know how much money he has to give up to come out of coaching, um, but if the Eagles, I just think well, he would coach
3: for free. Basically, I mean, the Sixers, the, the Eagles would pay him, but. He essentially Did he
8: that money from Indianapolis. It,
3: it, yeah, it's just it's what they call offset language. Like yeah. basically, the Eagles owner would pay him instead of the Colts owner.
5: He, I like okay. that.
8: Yeah, I, I don't like,
3: know
5: how it works with coordinator and head coach thing. Though. like different. I Yeah, think it's, it's different. all offset language. Right. I, I, I don't know.
3: I think he still gets paid by the Panthers I for don't. that coach
5: thing. I'm I'm almost. Pa- no, I can look it up.
3: Maybe you're right. I don't think so, but maybe. All right, Dan. Give me a great answer here. You can win Green Day tickets. Best use of a name as a common word or phrase in society. I would say almost every kid
8: in America said this name, and every major military communication has said it throughout our history is Roger.
1: Oh, Roger's a good one. Nice. That's really nice good. Roger that. Roger that. I, Roger that. I like that. that a lot. Yeah. So I do. what I'm struggling with here is this idea, you know, the Frank Reich idea, the bring yeah. the new offensive coordinator idea in instead of the new head coach. In idea, I want a new head coach who's also the offensive coordinator. I can't get my mind around, hey, we're leaving the guy who's here yeah. and bringing in a new offensive coordinator. The, the Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator, yep. that retread in quotes, mm-hmm. that idea. Yeah, I like that. I think he's a good offensive coordinator. I do like Frank Reich. But I love Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, the younger – I think he's 36. Detroit's dude, right? Yeah, the Detroit offensive coordinator. Just like – Joe, I've been saying it for years. The run is coming. Just like in in Game of Thrones, winter's coming. Yeah, yeah. The run is coming. Coming back. There are some who are on the front end of this. Man, the Detroit Lions certainly are. Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, young guy. You know he will –
3: be calling the plays and is the theory because there's a lot of a lot of defensive backs out there so it's easier to run against smaller smaller guys smaller defenses
1: it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger and and more physical and and this is the right guy and by the way ben johnson what about him here as our head coach with hank fraley his right his right hand guy there design and run plays is hank fraley honey bun my center here (laughs) from philadelphia how about hank fraley as the offensive coordinator He's not calling plays now, but he's the offensive coordinator in the same capacity as, as what Andy's offensive coordinators were. Sure, it's a familiar situation. Oh well, let me let me Dude ask you:
3: Staley's out there, well, bring him in as the running backs coach or, or the coordinator. So here, let me ask you this question: So what you want it, you're not getting, not only a new head coach, but you're not going to get Ben Johnson as an offense coordinator because it's a lateral move and it's not going to happen. Let me ask you this, John: Given that they're sticking with Sirianni. If they were to hire Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator and Ron Rivera as the defensive coordinator, how much of an upgrade and how much happier would you be with that than what we just saw with Brian Johnson, Sean Desai, Matt Patricia? Well, I, I, I think it's better. I think you've you've got guys. It's not a lot better. Well,
1: I I don't know. I it's better. Yeah, it's better. I want a new up and coming, like cutting edge mind. For our new head coach, who's also the offensive coordinator, that's the best-case scenario. Do I have to settle for what you're suggesting well, Like I'm, Now you do. I'm not going to get the best-case scenario. It's just automatically understood that we, the Eagles organization, will not do the
3: best-case well, scenario? Well, to be fair, look, you could certainly hire a 33-year-old who, on offense, who's in the mold of what Gruden was a generation ago, Sean McVay uh, 10 years ago, um, Kyle Shanahan 10 years ago. Like, you can hire that guy, but we all know – if that guy succeeds here, quarterbacks coach somewhere else comes here, becomes the head, becomes the coordinator. Then he will be gone in a, a year or two or three. If you have great success, I mean, you got to make a pick.
1: That's why you do the head coach. Oh, well, yeah, they didn't. They, they didn't take we what you tried. Wanted to that I know. It failed. I know. I he get quote turned over the play calling yeah. at that point in time. It's it's only a matter of time.
3: All right, let's go to Mike. He's calling from Douglasville right now. Good morning, Mike.
9: What's going on, guys? How you doing? Hey, pal. Hey, Mike. So, um, I, I've been back and forth on the whole Sariani thing for a while. Uh, yesterday I called in saying, you know, I keep them. I'm still at that point. Richie, dude, this has just gotten so over the top at this point, man. You you act like th- this whole thing needs to be torn down and rebuilt and, uh, like, we need to completely start over. Listen, I know Nick Sirianni constantly went to that podium saying, this is my offense. This is, this is, you know, my name's at the top of it. Granted, his name might be at the top of it. Don't get it twisted. That was Brian Johnson's offense. Think about this. When you go to look around at the NFL and you see the other CEO head coaches, the the all the guys who don't call offense or defense, whatever it may be, they rely on their coordinators to – Design the offense. I don't know about this, Mike. Mike, what do you think? Hold on, Mike. What do you? you, Hold hold on, hold on.
3: What do you think Sirianni is doing from Monday through Saturday? Like, what's he? Is he checking to make sure there's everyone has the equipment? Like, he's designing
7: plays for
9: the Sunday game. That's what he does every week. I'm not saying he's not in the room and doesn't have ideas. But what I'm saying is, go look at um, John Harbaugh or uh, Harbaugh there in uh, Baltimore. Whose offense is that? Is that the offensive coordinators with influence from Harbaugh, or is that Harbaugh's offense? Because there's so much made of. Uh, I don't know why this sticks out it's in my Todd head. So it's Todd Monken's
1: offense with influence from John Harbaugh. But Mike, in okay, twenty so twenty one,
9: like this is just Nick Ceriani's offense. Well, we're not that saying was it's Brian just Johnson's offense. Mike, Mike, man. Mike,
3: hold on. We're not saying it's just, but we are saying. I, I'll, I'll say what I'm saying. I believe this is my opinion. I believe Nick Sirianni had a greater hand in how they designed offense in 2023 than Brian Johnson. Could I be wrong? Sure, I could be wrong. I don't think I am. And I'll cite, Mike, what Sirianni said in his first year here, 2021, when when Shane Steichen was the coordinator. Nick Sirianni, in a press conference, literally referred to himself as the, quote, offensive coordinator of the team. I mean, he actually said that. He talked about how much he enjoyed
1: that part of it, the preparation part, the breaking down film part. It's his background. Yeah, that's what he likes the most about offensive coordinator. So, Mike, what's your reaction to that?
3: What's your retort to that?
9: He also sat there at the podium after the Seahawks game and said that play at the very end that we're all criticizing Hurts and A.J. for. Was his idea, and that they were hoping for a passenger? Yeah, yeah, he lied he and was it, trying to got cover. With yeah. a grain of salt, you're right. There, there's,
3: there, you're right about that, Mike. Give me an answer, a name, as a common word or phrase.
9: I'm not gonna lie. This had me so fired up. <laughs> I thought of like four answers, and every single one of them been said. I love Green Day. Please keep giving away tickets. I'll try again tomorrow.
3: So you're just out? You got nothing? Even though you had four answers, you're not gonna give one. They were all taken. (laughs) I've been so
9: fired up. All I thought about was what I was going to say. All right. I mean,
3: I'm telling you, there's pivots out there you could have gone to, but fair enough. Let's listen to what happened last night with the Sixers. So Joel Embiid with the best game of his career. I mean, the stakes weren't the highest, but it's a 70-point game. It's an unbelievable thing. And I loved what he said after the game. But before that, let's listen how it sounded on his way to 70 last night.
6: Embiid with a new first-half career high, 34. So Embiid a looking... fake, a spin, another fake. The buckets in the foul. Joel with a chance at 50 here tonight. Embiid from outside tying his career high. 59 for the big fella. For the first time in his NBA career, 60. Here he comes. Oh Embiid my, oh between my. the legs, the spinning no look to Daniel House. Joel Embiid, 60. Chance at 70.
3: Embiid.
6: Coast to coast for 70.
3: Just nuts, man. Just nuts. And obviously that audio, NBC Sports Philadelphia and Kate Scott on the call as well got to 70 last night. You know, psychologists talk about hope and the importance and the power of hope for humans. And last night, to me, was an invigoration, a shot, if you will, of hope not just for the Sixers, but for Philadelphia sports at a time when we needed it. We need it. it, And we're going to need more of it because we're still down in the dumps about the Eagles. No matter where you come in on, whether they should have kept Sirianni or not, we all know the Eagles thing ended really lame and, and, and cause for concern for the future. But the reality is, you know, up next, as far as chance to give us a playoff run and really give us something, really give us something, up next is the Sixers and the Flyers, both of whom will likely be in the playoffs in April and hopefully in May. And, you know, Joel shows you it's in there. But we also know he's got to do it when it matters most in the postseason. Now, I will tell you this. I loved, loved what he said after the game. Perspective on his accomplishment. Listen to the pivot he does last night from the accomplishment to where his mind is. God, he's got to deliver when the time really counts. But I did love what he said last night after the game.
6: We know you're on a lot of boards with Wilt and AI, but now it's you and MJ. You and Michael Jordan, the only NBA players to put up 65 points, 15 rebounds, and 5 assists in a game. What does that mean to you? You and MJ, baby.
9: Will never did this? <laughs> no, sir. Just, just you and just you MJ. You and How crazy is I that? Don't, I don't believe that. Although, you know, some of those, you know, Wilt Uh, you know, we, you know, we still got to see. But I'm sure Will, he's done it uh, at some point. Uh, he would probably just wasn't recorded. But it's nice. Obviously, you got, you know, some of the best basketball players here, you know, ever played basketball. So, you know, to be in that class, you know, it's great. Uh, but like I said, you know, it, it doesn't really mean anything until, you know, you win the whole thing. I think, you know, the whole conversation change, changes about, you know, what people see about you. Uh, so that's what I'm walking towards. And, you know, whether that happens or not, you know, I'm, I'm going to try until I can't anymore.
3: And that's then last night on NBC Sports Philadelphia. You're right out to the game with Kate Scott. So, John, is that? Does that give you a surge of adrenaline to hear him talk that way? Yeah, and, and play that way because yeah. we, have that we have needed some hope. We have needed
1: some hope. It looks great. He continues to improve. He it, it matters to him. He continues to evolve, and we they finally have some leeway, some flexibility in terms of adding to this team right now. And and Tobias Harris, you know, God bless Tobias Harris and his performance thus far this year. But nice, all right. You you. Insert a better uh, addition, someone who can actually light it up, yeah. and this team could be a world
3: champion. They could, but I don't expect them to acquire that guy that'll make that difference. But hey, maybe they will. I mean, the Pistons that one year got Rashid Wallace, and there's no they reason won the title.
1: I mean, Dilly dally around any longer, you know? Joel well,
3: scoring seventy points,
1: he does have a shelf life. I'll give we you want a- to acknowledge that's that true. or not.
3: That's true. I will give you one reason though: don't make the wrong trade. Like, don't go all in for Tobias Harris of six years ago when they got him from the Clippers. Like, if you're going to push those two first round draft picks they recently got in the Harden trade back out, it damn well better be the right guy. It damn well better be. 215 592 94 All right, your reaction to Embiid last night. Is it pure celebration for you and joy? Or do you have a lot of like, yeah, but I got to see it, dude, in the postseason? I got to. And otherwise, don't really waste too much of my time with it. That plus the Eagles, the decision to keep Sirianni, the right one, the wrong one, by Jeffrey Lurie. That and more. Plus, Ruben Frank joins us in about 20 minutes. Joe Cameron, John Rich, it's 94 WIP. Hey, if you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines as a better, well, now is the time to get in on all the action with FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers can bet this upcoming Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet, it's an extraordinary opportunity. Think about it. A $5 bet, and it gives you a guaranteed $150 in bonus bets to then play around with after that. Ridiculous. Ridiculous and remarkable. Apply it to either game on Sunday at fanduel.com hammer, and you're in. Fanduel.com hammer. Whether it's overrun or point spread, player props or more,
4: it's all there for you to bet on on fanduel.com hammer.